Hey guys, I'm Kelly Wolf, and this is the Flow Podcast. I feel like I have to clear something up. So when people hear the word flow, they always ask me, is this a yoga class or just something that can happen when you're surfing? But this flow stands for finding love over worry. And this podcast is all about the ways that you can have more flow in your life. On the Flow Podcast, I'm going to share my wisdom as a coach, a writer, a speaker, and a mama. I want to give you all the goods so that you can start your flow journey today. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flow Podcast bonus episode. I have missed you guys. Listen, I know when people say that, sometimes I'm like, do they miss me? Because they don't know me. But something does happen in communities like this. And I genuinely read all the messages and see all the things. And I feel this connection, even though a lot of us are just a little tiny one-inch avatars to each other. (laughs) But you're important avatars to me. So I wanted to check in because I feel like the entire summer has gone and we haven't had any flow time together. So that is what we're going to do today. Sit back, relax. I'll just take your ear for a half hour. Okay, so the general check-in, I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life, we are moving again. Do you guys feel like it is Groundhog Day? Because I do. How many times can a person move? No one will ever know, but we are definitely in the running for winning that race. Um, we are moving again. However, caveat, this has been uh, an amazing house. This has been an amazing place to be for this last year. It has not been an ideal living situation for our family of five and two fur babies. So the house we are moving to is absolutely amazing. It is spectacular. It is loving. It has really good vibes. And it's really a house that's made for kids. And I'm super excited. I mean, it's made for grownups too, but it has has kid capacity. There's a really awesome driveway. They can ride their bikes around. There's a big yard. There's a trampoline. Shout out to Miller. He will be so happy that he can jump again. I actually bought him this little mini indoor trampoline and he just sits over there and jumps on it all day long. Somebody told me that that helps with pelvic floor strength, but I tried to do it and I just peed. So I feel like I don't know if that's helping or hurting. I'm not sure. If anybody out there has any insight, uh, can you explain it to me? So are you just supposed to jump and pee and that's helping the muscles grow or would that be like counterintuitive and shall I just stop it right now? I'm thinking I should stop it. Tell me where I'm wrong. There is not school starting in Canada yet. Uh, we start school in September, but I think the majority of you guys will have either already started or are about to start when you hear this. And I want to know, how is that going? I will tell you something that has been a very unique situation for me. So as you know, or if you don't know, if you're new, 
I currently live in Canada, but I'm a U.S. citizen, and we previously lived in Park City, Utah, and then, as you probably picked up, a gazillion places before that, (laughs) but I've been in Canada for the last year, so we moved here right at the beginning of August, and there's a very different thing that's happening in Canada than the United States, at least from what I can tell. So when I watch things or talk to friends about what's happening in the United States, there's an incredible amount of tension, incredible amount of division. And I am an empath. Uh, I'm also doing this for my job. So it's kind of, I guess, my birth right slash my job that I pick up on all the things, um, but I think most of us do. So I pay attention to something that I call the individual suffering versus the collective suffering. The best way to understand the difference between these two things often works well in terms of you know coaching or a psychology practice. So when somebody comes in to a coaching session or a therapy session And primarily, they are focused on what is happening in their life. You know, maybe their partner has been having an affair, they've lost a job, or a family member is sick. Okay, so that is the individual suffering. And that's where that person arrives. And that's what that person wants to discuss. And that's what's at the top of their mind. And then, on occasion, there will be a moment of what I call collective suffering, where you start to see, by you, I mean me or (laughs) whoever, you start to see very similar conversations coming up through everybody, regardless of where they are in the world, regardless of what's happening in terms of their individual suffering. So I definitely saw that peak significantly, obviously, when the pandemic began, because that was a universal suffering moment. So that would be, if somebody came to a session, that is what they were talking about. Then things kind of drifted back into, I would say, the individual suffering conversations or individual drive or goal setting or whatever the person's life was about. And now we are coming back to a commonality in conversations. So a lot of you know that I haven't been doing a lot of one-on-one coaching for now. That might change in the future, but not at the current moment. But I do have I do have some clients that I've had for years that I still work with. But also, I am just generally listening to the world around me, to friends, to family. There's some really powerful things that are happening to the collective. This goes without saying, obviously. My daughter just walked in here. And true to form, any time in life, this will actually be something we talk about in just a second, but any time in life when you're kind of rolling around in uh, that collective stuff or anything for that matter, something will bring you right back to your present moment. In this case, my daughter walked in and said, what smells like poop? (laughs) I was like, well, I don't know. I hope it's not me. Uh, I've got all my candles burning. I think my dog might have rolled in something this morning. Yeah. The real, real, y'all. Okay. So here we are. This is hopefully going to relate to most of you. So hopefully we'll get into some of the flow work that we can do. And since I feel like there is definitely a collective moment, I wanted to do this bonus episode so that we can like touch base in the summertime. I'm coming back back. I think we're going to have our first episode on October 4th. Okay. School has gone back in session. And from what I can observe, there is a lot of confusion. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of fear surrounding school going back in session for COVID. 
Let me just say this right here and now. This is not a political podcast. I will do everything I can possibly do to stay neutral. I am not neutral necessarily, but my work is neutral. I hope people can understand the difference. That is very important. It is impossible as a practitioner to come into a space with very definitive feelings and emotions around things because that is not how we can best be of service. That doesn't mean I don't have those feelings. It just means that I do not believe that they're of service to helping us reach the greatest good. Okay, so let's just get that right out of the way. So whatever your feelings are, and I did say feelings, I did not say facts. (laughs) Whatever your feelings are, that's what we want to talk about. Okay, so all those feelings that are percolating. Feelings based in something or not based in something, it doesn't really matter. It's at this point we're talking about feelings. And our feelings then create our actions. And unfortunately, the actions that we're seeing a lot of is a lot of anger, a lot of otherness. There's a whole chapter in my book about otherness. This might be, in my humble opinion, somebody in 500 years will listen back to this. Maybe. That'd be kind of cool. And my dad's an archaeologist, so that stuff happens, guys. Just going to let you know right now. We do go digging up people's old stuff that somebody will listen to this and go, yep, that was the thing. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. The otherness. The little monster in the corner called otherness. The moment that we create concepts that those around us are separate from ourselves and therefore must be put uh, away and, 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 and separated. Okay, so here we are. School's back in session. If school's not back in session, I'm going to guess that, meaning that you don't have kids going to school, you can still feel all of this stuff. And when you're feeling all this stuff and you're feeling all of this tension, I want you to think about where it manifests for you. Okay, here's a favorite fun fact. A lot of people's frustration manifests when they're driving, aka road rage. How friendly are you letting people in? How forgiving are you with small snafus? Like, I mean, yesterday I had a car. We live on a very narrow road, so really you can only have one car going at one time. And we live at the end, at the end of the cul-de-sac. So if somebody goes all the way to the end of the cul-de-sac and does something, we can't get to our house. So yesterday, this car was going up, and they just stopped. And I was actually running late, (laughs) and I had to do this with myself. So inside the car, we might say things like, oh my God, you moron, oh my God, what are you doing? And we're saying all these, we're getting very ramped up, we're getting very aggressive, very upset. So think about that for a minute. Where, Where is this tension going? Okay, really take that in for a minute. Because my guess is that you are feeling tension. Is that right or wrong? Gosh, if you are that one person who is not feeling tension, will you send me an email? My email is kelly, (laughs) K-E-L-L-E-Y, at flowbykellywolf.com. Did you catch that? Kelly, at flowbykellywolf.com. And I want you to title it, I am that one person. If you are that one person who is not feeling tension, I would really, please, I would love to hear from you. This is not a joke. So here's my guess. Everybody's feeling tension. Where are you putting 
the tension? Where is it coming out? Do you find yourself being aggravated with people around you? Do you feel less forgiving, less compassionate? I want to know more about that. I want you to want to know more about that. This is a good opportunity to consider it, possibly even write it down. Okay, so I have this thing that I write about, which I call it, if you are viewing without doing, this will lead to fuming. (laughs) You guys, I... That's not alliteration. See, I get stuck on these. I did learn this though. There's acronyms, there's alliterations. Okay, but you know what I'm saying. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's a happy little chicken nugget sentence. If you are viewing without doing, it will lead to fuming. Doesn't quite rhyme, but let's just roll with it. So here's what happens. When you absorb information that makes you stressed, anxious, and angry, you have nowhere to put it. It has nowhere to go except for to live inside your body. And then guess what it leads to? Anger, rage. Yes, anger and rage. There are some times it can lead to depression, obviously anxiety, but anger and rage are kind of the, they're the number one contender for that cycle of experience. So if we are, if we're not able to do anything, if you have no outlet, so you take in negative impulses, negative visuals. Now, where does it go? I'm just actually using my hands right now. So it's like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. It's hitting me in the body and nowhere to go. So what happens there? Even your own body understands how to get rid of toxins. So if you ate a bunch of donuts, which by the way, I did the other day because we took our kids to um, a theme park, which my neck is still mad at me for, but it was really fun. And I had a bunch of junk that day. And then my body will process through that junk and it will take any nutrients that it can find. I don't think it could in that case. And it will eliminate the toxins. In this case, you cannot eliminate those toxins if you can't do anything about it. Really see how key this is. This is so, so, so important. And all this stuff, you know, oh, okay, here's another one. We're taking in a lot of toxic information. Okay. And a lot of people are are really committed to taking in enormous amounts of toxic information. And then once they take in this information, they go, I need to, I need to make things better. I need to, to do something, but there's nothing to do. There's nobody to say it to. So they go back in the room where the toxic information came from and they double down. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. So now here we are. We have all these stressful things. For those of you going back to school right now, you are feeling all this tension around school reentry. We are being very harsh with one another. If somebody disagrees with something on another side, we, we, I, I, I have seen that we seem to have lost the ability to calmly communicate with one another anymore. I'm over here thinking, okay, this doesn't go anywhere good. It does not. If we adult people cannot find our way to connect with one another in ways that are compassionate, forgiving, and graceful, this doesn't lead anywhere good. And I find this of deep concern. So that is why I'm here, because I do believe that there are things that we can do. Okay. When we're talking about the intake and then 
the lack of release. That's that viewing without doing. You have control over that. There will be an impulse to take in the viewing. That impulse is very strong. It's super seductive. It's also pings upon our feeling that we need to be quote unquote informed. But here's my question. Do you know what is happening inside of your house? Yes or no? Do you know what is happening? I'm going to say 500 yards in a circle around your house, give or take. Do you know what is happening generally, generally in your community in town? Generally. Okay, there you go. That's your barrier for right now. Keep your eye on that circle for right now. Unless you have the capacity to do more to assist. Listen, I am a big believer in if you can, you should, okay? And sometimes if that's donating money, um, there's a big there's a big impact for that. I actually have a, a, fr- a person that I know who does a lot of um, legal work for different parts of the world that I believe could, could use our help. So you know what I do? I send her food. So think about that for just a second, right? She needs that support to keep doing that work. And I can do that. I cannot write legal documents for people. I cannot. So if I just listen, 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 or take it all in, but I can't do anything about it, it will get me into a state of anger as, as we talked about. So in that case, you can get, you know, you can get really creative about this. And by the way, this isn't about, let me, okay. Something just hit me here. I'm not like this person who gets all the things or who understands all this stuff. I'm literally transmitting information from a billion books and researchers and people that, that really know these things to your ears. I get it wrong all the time, literally all the time. And so I think to myself, my gosh, if I know this stuff, or at least, you know, kind of know it, and it's that hard when you know it, then what are we doing? This is going to be really challenging. So, so take this from your fellow sister in arms. Take this from your friend over here, from just a girl who's trying to do the right thing. That's where this is coming from, that there is a deep foreboding in me that the divisions that I am seeing, hearing about, experiencing are not going to take us anywhere positive, and that some of us have got to stop as much as we can. We've got to like stop the bleeding somewhere, somehow. And I do believe that we can do that by small acts of service, random acts of kindness. And then here's the other one. Now, y'all have heard this before, but let's do this as a, as a reminder. Are you breathing? <laughs> if I have any misophonia fans out there, this one's going to be triggering. <laughs> joking. You know what misophonia is? It's like when you can't stand mouth sounds. Like if people are eating in your ear, I happen to have that thing. So please don't call me and eat chips. It's, it's a thing. Breathing. Are we breathing? Okay, so this is a real thing. It's a very important thing. That when we feel those sensations, so go back to that, like use the example of being in the car. And the first reaction is to feel defensive and aggressive and angry and not let the people in and try to go faster and try to get in front and 
all that stuff. So here we want to breathe. Taking three deep breaths and three slow exhales. Your breath, your ability to ground in is your superpower. So also, in times of collective suffering, collective stress, it's very crucial that we fall back onto those tried and true three M's, you guys. So just as a refresher, three M's are munch, move, and meditate. I had to learn this the hard way. I love cookies. I love cookies so much that it's hard for me to even describe it. You know, friends of mine that I've been friends with for years, if we say travel together or something, they're so sweet. And sometimes you'll just see like a box of cookies on my on my bed, on my pillow, because they know how much I love cookies. I also know that when I do not nourish my body, everything's harder. Like everything, everything is harder. So what I've been doing, because I just do not know how to give up the cookies right now, and I don't want to, and I'm not going to. Okay, so you heard it here, folks. The cookies, the cookies are are are. I think, giving me the, the needed benefit that I need in this moment. So, so I have to figure that out. So what I've done because for the compromise is I'm just upping my nutrients in other departments. <laughs> so instead of, you know, eating all the kids' pizza crust or whatever through the day, I've decided I'm going to have the cookies and that's a non-negotiable for me right now. But what could I do to offset it? So yes, nourishment is very crucial in times of high stress. Obviously, it's crucial all the time. But let's say it's the it's extremely important right now. The movement as much as you can. Let me be the gentle reminder to you that moving your body. Okay, I don't know if you follow my Instagram, but I my friend Melissa sent me this meme that made me laugh, and it said something like, "So you're telling me that a key to a happy life." is a slow morning walk. Is this an effing joke? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a big thing. It is not a small thing. So that walk is pretty significant. If you can do it, try to get it in. Meditation right now, I haven't been the best. That's definitely fallen off with this move coming up, but I'm just going to say that it will make a huge impact in how much all of this collective stress can get to you. You know, I do think that sometimes we really have to think of ourselves as this sacred being. You know, sometimes if it's hard for me to tap into it for myself, I think about how I protect my kids. You know, think about the links that you go to to protect them from all kinds of things. You know, how many times have you turned something off or muted something or whatever when you thought maybe a, a, a visual or a word would hurt them? And I think right now it's important to turn that upon ourselves, you know, and then as much as this can sound like, oh, we're helping ourselves and we're being selfish, it is the absolute opposite. The reason that people get to a 10 and then act on that 10 is because they got to a 10. Do you think that somebody who's at a two would act aggressively to somebody else? No, they'd have tons of space. They'd have tons of space to tolerate the discomfort. It's only when we reach that 10 that one small infraction sends us over the edge 
and we can't control ourselves anymore. So it's in fact your job as a part of society to not get yourself to a 10. And there are things, there are free things, not three, free. (laughs) There are three and they're free. Three free things. Munch, move, and meditate. Three. Okay, food's not free, but you know what I'm saying. It could be, depending. Maybe you have a mango tree in your backyard. There are three free things that you can do to keep yourself from getting to a 10, because then that 10 goes out into the world, and we are all then perpetuating this otherness that we are all feeling. Okay, guys, I, I hope that that was of service to you here at the end of your summer. We're not quite to the end up here in the great Northwest, but we will be soon. And I believe in us. I really do. I I believe in us. I see every day some incredible things every day. When I choose to look at the magic, it almost brings me to my knees with how spectacular we are. I see simple things. I see neighbors pulling in an elderly neighbor's trash can in the morning. I see people helping somebody across the street. I see just simple interactions in a day that are filled with kindness and simplicity. So really also look for those. You know, you're going to be asked to see the ugliness, but for every ugliness, I'm going to say that there's a hundred kindnesses. They just don't always get highlighted. And what we want to do in terms of flow is we want to train our brains to see them, to train our brains to to point them out. I was riding my bike with my kids the other day, and there's a moment here that's like a blackberry season. So there's all these wild blackberry bushes all across Vancouver. And my kids literally like peeled out because they saw one and ran over and they were pulling these blueberries off and eating them. And they were kind of doing this dance, sort of like happy dance. And it's things like that. You know, it is moments like that, that I stop and I say, just lock it in, you know, lock this in. And when I'm feeling despair, I will pull up that image and everything calms down in my body. So whatever yours is, lock it in, find something good, Lock that in so that you don't start to believe the lie that the world is an ugly, damaged place. It is not. Okay, you guys, I will be back officially on Mondays starting October 4th. And there might be, hint, hint, wink, wink, some things coming up soon that you're going to see a little more of Miss Kelly. (laughs) Still can't tell you about that, but you know, if you know, you know. All right, guys, I will see you, hear you, look at you, talk to you on October 4th. And I cannot wait to get back in the flow. Have a wonderful, wonderful, magical day.